MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You ready to check your feelings at the door? Check it out. Check it out. This is Am I Reister or Am I Raw? We're bringing you facts and only the truth now. Am I Reister or Am I Raw? Am I Reister or Am I Wrong? Today, I'm so lamente because my main partner, Ralph Amzen, is on his way to North Carolina. He's moving right now. So you got me the next couple days. That'll be all right, right? Um, so there are no heroes in the Kevin Durant versus Michael Rappaport saga. Their whole beef, it got ugly, it got personal, and there were some rules violated. Austin versus the NCAA, it reaches the Supreme Court, finally. And it's not looking good for the NCAA, but how will the judges rule is a legitimate question. Matt Gates, congressman, has a disastrous Carson Car- Tucker Carlson interview after he gets accused of sex trafficking, uh, messing with a minor, all of these things. And cancel or consequence. Uh, we got a good one today from the world of baseball, alleging some racism. Um, and finally, the best of social media. Am I right or am I wrong? It's the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, fire, facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door before you even show up. No crying, no tears. If you want to get a hold of me uh, or us, usually when it's Ralph, uh, shoot us a text, 818-293-7547, 818-293-7547, or shoot us an email, I'm mad, I-M-M-A-D, at unafraidshow.com. So we're going to start at the beginning, though, where Kevin Durant and Michael Rappaport, they get in a, they get in a fight, right? So, and it actually starts with Michael Rappaport sending a tweet. So he sends a tweet about um, 
about something that's that said on TNT inside the NBA. So he said, KD seemed deeply in his feelings with the NBA TNT crew. We're talking about Shaq and Chuck. And well, Chuck is Charles Barkley, Ernie, and uh, the the gang. So he was deeply in his feelings with the NBA on TNT crew after the game. Damn it, he's super sensitive about everything. Don't do the interview. And okay, so that tweet all by itself, nothing wrong with that. Typical Rappaport, you know, coming at somebody hard, you know, hard take, you know, people like that. People tune into his social media, his podcast, all of that, because he's going to be aggressive about things and people like to see the dust up from all the madness. And he's right about Kevin Durant being super sensitive. He is like, there's no doubt. Like if people, if you say something about Kevin Durant and you have any platform, or even if you don't, because this is a dude who got caught responding to people with a burner Instagram account. So he, it matters to him what people have to say. And so he gets into DMs, gets into Michael Rappaport's DMs. I'm not going to read all of them, but if your kids are in the car, earmuffs for a second. And, and then Kevin Durant responds, you a bitch, dot, dot, dot. Michael Rappaport, just do the fucking interview. If you're upset about something that I've said, about they've said, say something up there looking like you were going to cry and shit. And he said, I did the interview, dickhead. Tell your baby daddy Chuck to be better at his job and frame two questions. He gave him blah, blah, blah. So it keeps going, go, going on. Kevin Durant ends up calling him. Uh, he said he was going to spit in his face when he, when he sees him. Basically, the whole meet me in Temecula thing. He was like, yo, meet me on West 17th tomorrow at 10. Or better yet, what's your address? Meet me there, pussy. Like, just goes on and on. And uh, Michael Rappaport tell him to go to go to Brownsville and help people there. And he was like, you need to do it. You're such a dick. All of these things. And... Then he says something about Dave Portnoy. So Dave Portnoy is the person who started Barstool Sports. Michael Rappaport sued and lost his defamation lawsuit against uh, Dave Portnoy yesterday because he was selling T-shirts with, with Michael Rappaport's face on it with a clown nose on it. Like the same way he did with Goodell. Well, he lost the lawsuit because it was Michael Rappaport who started in with him calling him a pussy and all kind of stuff. So to make a long story short, I know that was drawn out and complicated, but here's the thing is that so all these direct messages got out because Michael Rappaport released him. And I'm going to tell you, the, the, the first rule of Fight Club is don't tell people about Fight Club. Like this was weak as hell by Michael Rappaport because he goes on Instagram and he says, oh, yeah, I get death threats all the time. But I never thought that this sort of thing would come from Kevin Durant. Yo, Kev, first of all, Kevin Durant ain't going to do nothing when he when he sees you. First and foremost, he's going to yell at you. He's going to cuss you out. Y'all going to get into an argument and that's going to be about it. Like nobody's punching anybody. There's too much money at stake. And but this was super weak by Rappaport to release direct messages. I mean, if you got friends like that, who the hell needs these enemies? And apparently, according to Kevin Durant, they go back and forth in DMs prior to this saying, you know, reckless stuff, you know, like people who either don't like each other or have some, something to say. 
So I think that that's weak as hell by by Michael Rappaport. And at the end of the day, there are no heroes in this. Michael Rappaport is not the hero. He looks like a clown. He looks like a clown because 50 Cent says, don't throw stones if you live in a glass house. And if you got a glass jaw, you should watch your mouth. And Michael Rappaport, he wants to come. He came so hard at Trump. He comes so hard at anybody. You call him any name in the book. Tell him that all sorts of bad things should happen to him. But then somebody comes at you with the same type of energy. And you want to go cry in the corner. Man, come on, man. Like I, it, it makes it very hard for me to see a Michael Rappaport video from now. Because I'm a, I like Michael Rappaport. I like him when he's on TV. He's good in movies. Like, he's interesting. But if you want to, like, I just don't respect when people can't keep that, when people can't take out what they dish out. It'd be different if Michael Rappaport, nice guy, not coming at people hard, and somebody comes at you like this, okay. They come off the top rope, that's fine. But you are regularly the habitual line stepper. And then somebody steps over a line and you want to cry to Twitter and cry to Instagram? Nah, fam. Nah, fam. But Kevin Durant, he looks bad too because he he called his dude all types of names. There was some homophobic language, all of this. And he was upset. He just wanted to vent. So there are no heroes in this story. You just have a clown and you got uh, the dude who's super sensitive. You got a clown and you got Ralph Transvan. A man with sensitivity. Too much, too much. Um, The next thing up is Austin versus the NCAA. This is a thing that's very important to me because I got to testify in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee on the name, image, and likeness stuff. Mind you, Austin versus the NCAA is not the same. This is not the, the, it's not the same as the fight over name, image, and likeness. Austin versus the NCAA is a court case that's been going on for a few years that reached the the appeals court, the ninth or sixth circuit of appeals, and then now is in the Supreme Court. And the case is the fight over whether scholarships can be capped at the cost of attendance. And that's what the NCAA has done. They're like, yo, we can't where it creates a competitive disadvantage to other people. Uh, it's not fair. So it's like the compute, the school can't buy an athlete, a computer. He can't buy, they can't buy them other quote unquote learning materials or give them incentives for academic progress. It seems normal, right? especially considering that they're generating so much money for everybody else involved in college football and college basketball. We're talking about the revenue generating sports and, but also the non-revenue generating sports. Like if they want to recruit a big time softball athlete and they're like, yo, we're actually going to give all our softball players laptops. We're going to give them this. We're going to give them that. What's wrong with that? That it's part of the learning environment. But the NCAA thinks that it should be able to cap or say what the payment is. That the payment is the scholarship. The payment is the food. All that stuff. So, and their argument is as well that it would fundamentally destroy amateurism. 
and the love for the game, ratings, all of that, which is fundamentally not true because it's a business for everybody else except the players. So Clarence Thomas, who hadn't asked a question in any of the uh, oral arguments for an entire year or more, he actually asked a question that, that made a lot of sense. He said, he asked if there is an effort to limit compensation for coaches similar to the effort to limit compensation for athletes in the name of amateurism because college coaches salaries are not commensurate with amateurism. They're actually more commensurate with, with professionals and it's not capped. And the reason why it's not capped is because of law versus the NCAA where coaches sued the NCAA for antitrust laws because the NCAA said that they had to at least have one coach on staff who was making like 20 some odd thousand dollars. So, and it seems like from the oral arguments that the justices understand that the NCAA is moving the goalposts in the Austin versus the NCAA case. But like that, but at the same time, they are concerned about what the end goal is. Like if this will bring about more lawsuits from players, like how much is enough? Well, I don't think that that's the actual answer because even Justice Kavanaugh, because Clarence Thomas would be considered a conservative justice. So would um, Kavanaugh. They asked that question and even Kavanaugh said, it does seem that schools are conspiring with competitors to pay no salaries to the workers who are making the schools billions of dollars on a theory that consumers want schools to pay their workers nothing. Truth is, I don't believe that consumers actually care because they're, they're rooting for the school. They don't have a problem the fact that coaches, administrators, their salaries are going through the roof. They, they, they don't. But the idea that a kid shouldn't be able to get a laptop, that they shouldn't be able to get uh, other learning m materials, if they're a filmmaker, they school shouldn't be able to buy them a camera, um, all of these things. Granted, it's loosely tied. So, yes, there will be some people who abuse it. But so what? These are the kids that are generating the money. The school's athletic budgets are hundreds of millions of dollars. They're putting in new locker rooms, upgrading the stadium, all of this. You, there's money for it. So let's not act like there's money. There's not money for it. Do what Michigan State did and get a sponsor for the basketball team. Oh, MSU basketball presented by Rocket Mortgage. That's a dead ass true, true story. Um, and Kavanaugh said that it does seem entirely circular and even somewhat disturbing. And the NCAA lawyer said that our own view is that if you allowed them to be paid, they will be spending even more time on their athletics and less time on academics. All right. All right. That's the most foolish argument ever because a lot of these dudes don't finish with degrees. They um, are limited in the job market. They get used up, can't trade on their name, image, and likeness, despite how popular that they are. All the kids right now in the NCAA tournament who uh, Paige Becker and the, the women's side, Johnny Juzang on the men's side. Some of these people are, are becoming household names and can't make money off their name, image, and likeness. 
and the school can't additionally compensate them for academic positive academic process uh, progress or give them all the tools that they would need that maybe their families can't afford for school that other families can't or that other people can work for and get because they have spare time. Come on, man. Come on in. Uh, hopefully the uh, the Supreme Court, which I think they issue their ruling before June or sometime in June, that they will ultimately come to the right decision, which is to uphold what the appeals court said uh, that the that the it is un that is illegal for the NCAA to cap scholarships at the cost of attendance. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, next thing up, Matt Gates. Ah, <sighs> Congressman Matt Gates. This dude is under fire right now because uh and he's a guy from Florida, Republican from Florida. He admitted he's under federal investigation for sex trafficking and he ended up going on Tucker Carlson. 
So the allegations against him are that he had a relationship with a 17 year old and flew her around the country, paid for a hotel, all the, all, all of this stuff. Matt Gates is a trick. That's the definition of Matt, Matt Gates. He's flying in chicks all over the place, women all over the place. And you know, they know what the get down is. They're going to hang out, have sex, you know, get, get back to your business. You'll get some nice dinners, all of the stuff, you know, uh, that, <laughs> you know, fair exchange is no robbery. It, yeah. People may frown upon it, but that's not illegal. But where the illegal part potentially comes in is if this person was under the age of 18, I know that some States have, um, have consent laws that are 16, 17, but in Florida it's 18. And if this happened in Florida, dudes in big ass trouble, but he went on Tucker Carlson last night and he started talking about, Oh, this is a, this is a extortion scheme. This is an extortion scheme, uh, that they are caught on tape that somebody from the DOJ or wherever is, is on tape trying to get $25 million from my family. I don't doubt that that could be true. He could be trying to be extorted, but the extortion is a separate issue from whether he did this or not. Cause if he did this, his ass got to go to jail. Cause that's statutory rape. I don't know what, because people, they will look at this and they will excuse it, right? People who support him, or people who are just pedophiles in general. They they will or excuse this sort of behavior. They'll say, oh, well, listen, she's almost 18. No big deal. You know, she, she consented. She wasn't raped. All right, let that be your daughter. And see how you reply, respond to it, this grown-ass man. All right, exactly. Um, but <laughs> you have Matt Gates. He's being... You have Jim Jordan from Ohio talking about, I believe Matt Gates, Marjorie Taylor Greene. It's another witch hunt. Yo, if those are the two people that are going to give me a vote of confidence, don't give me a vote of confidence, please. Jim Jordan, who let all this stuff happen at Ohio State. Women getting taken advantage of and him just turning a damn blind eye. All right. All right. Um, and then Marjorie T Taylor Greene, we already know about her. We've covered her extensively. Um, but the other thing is that this is going to bring out the QAnon Pizzagate crazies. Because they're like, yo, another person in government, underage, Wayfair, sex trafficking, all these things. Save our children. That's how the QAnon movement attracted a lot of people. And that this is only going to encourage a lot of those people. And an ironic thing about it is that, is that in 2017, Matt M McCarthy talked about that Matt Gates was the only Republican to vote against the anti-sex trafficking bill in 2017. Huh. Only Republican to vote against a sex trafficking bill. Something looks off. Something looks off. Um, but the, that's not even the craziest part about this whole story. So Matt Gates went on Tucker Carlson and he had a disaster of an interview. Absolute disaster. Here is what he had to say. 
And I believe we are in an era of our politics now, Tucker, where people are smeared to try to take them out of the conversation. I'm not the only person on screen right now who's been falsely accused of a terrible sex act. You were accused of something that you did not do, and so you know what this feels like. You know the pain it can bring to your family, and you know how it just puts people on defense when you're accused of something so salacious and awful. But it did not happen. It is not true. And the fact that it is the basis of this attempt to extort my family tells a lot. And if the FBI and Department of Justice will release the tapes that they are in possession of, the American people will see what is really going on. You just referred to a mentally ill viewer who accused me of a sex crime 20 years ago. Um, and it, of course, it was, it was not true. I never met the person. Um, but but I, I do agree with you that being accused falsely is one of the worst things that can happen. And you do see it a lot. Let's go back to the investigation. Yo, you had Tucker Carlson. Uh, he, he kept a straight face that whole time. But so I got to give Tucker Carlson credit for that. He's like, hold up, hold up, player. Hold up. Don't be comparing me to you. Don't get to comparing my allegation against yours. Because I never met this person. This was a mentally ill person. You, on the other hand, you were doing some stuff that, that could get looked at right now. I mean, with friends like Tucker, or with friends like Matt Gates, hey, yo, I'm not the only person up here who's been accused of a sex crime. Isn't that right, Tucker? Tucker, like, I'd have been like, uh, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, play. I'd have stopped his ass mid-sentence. Nah, hey, yo, yo, play. Don't, don't, don't get the, no, this ain't, this ain't the same, play. Yes, being falsely accused is a big deal, but we are not the same. <laughs> we are not the same in this aspect. And it's like, he came off the top rope. Like, why are you going to bring my name up in this? Yo, he is out of bounds and out of pocket for that. But also, he even went further to try to get, uh, to try to implicate Tucker Carlson into his whole ruse. Again, I only know what I've read in the New York Times. Uh, I can say that actually you and I went to dinner uh, about two years ago. Your wife was there, and I brought a friend of mine. You'll remember her. And she was actually threatened by the FBI, told that if she wouldn't cop to the fact that somehow I was involved in some pay-for-play scheme, uh, that she could face trouble. And so uh, I do believe that there are people at the Department of Justice who are trying to smear me, uh, you know, providing for flights uh, and hotel rooms for people that you're dating who are of legal age is not a crime. Uh, and I'm just troubled that the lack of any sort of legitimate investigation into me would then permute, would then convert into this extortion attempt. I, I, I don't remember the, the woman you're speaking of or the context at all, honestly, but I... I <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that at all. New, <laughs> Tucker Carlson hit him with the new number, who this? I have no idea what you're talking about, Blair. No idea what you're talking about. Oh, Matt Gates was just going to be like, hey, no, 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 Tucker, you know, we were at the dinner. We were talking, right? Tucker like, nah, nah I don't know what you're talking about, player. Maybe Tucker Carlson did remember, but that was the proper answer. Be like, nah, nah, buddy. You ain't, you ain't, you ain't finna drag me down in your mess, homie. I was there with my wife. With my wife and everything. You was, you was there with whoever you was there with, but... I don't remember that. I go to a lot of dinners. I got I got that Urban Meyer amnesia right now. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick 
and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferreira, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, But now it is time for Cancel or Consequence. Cancel or consequence. So Angel Hernandez, who is a longtime MLB umpire, he came into the league in 1993 in terms of being a big league umpire. And he's alleging racial discrimination because he had not been assigned to a World Series since 2005. And he had been passed over for crew chief. But during the pandemic, he was made an interim crew crew chief in July for this past season after a bunch of umps decided to sit out. So he's alleging that he's been racially discriminated against and he lost his lawsuit. And mind you, we talk about stuff, whether it's racist or stuff on here as well. The MLB has promoted And let other, uh, because Adrian Hernandez is Cuban. They have other Latinx people who have worked, who have worked, and black folks who have worked World Series. So you're just like, okay, so why not? Why not me? Because Angel Hernandez is bad at his job. 
Like he he's regularly. I know that umpires are not perfect, but he's the guy who regularly. I mean, it is laughed about on a consistent basis how bad his strike zone is, how bad his strike zone is, how he's missed call after call after call every single year. But he's complaining about not getting the World Series. He should be happy he still has a job. Because Angel Hernandez has to be one of the lower graded MLB umpires. I don't know whether he's got tenure or what because he's been there for almost 30 years. I don't know what it is, but he, all the players talk about how bad he is. Managers talk about how bad he is. But then he's mad he's not getting World Series. Well, then get better at your job, dude. They gave you one before. So was he canceled or did he get consequences? Because here is what the MLB did. They said the MLB, uh, the explicit reason MLB offers for not giving him a World Series is, is that Hernandez has not demonstrated the leadership ability and situation management skills in high, in critical high pressure roles on a consistent basis. Is and it's presented in clear and specific terms. So was he canceled or did he get consequences? He was, he got consequences. He got consequences for being a bad umpire. You don't get the world series, pal. Cause the worst thing that you can do is have fans pissed off at playoff games, world series games, because the wrong champion was crowned because of your mistake. Angel Hernandez. Sorry, buddy. Um, the next thing up is the best of social media, the best of social media. And mind you, I debated whether I was going to show this or not because I don't like to give shine to USC. I'm going to be honest. I think it's a good uh, a good school. Got a lot of friends who go there. But there's a natural rivalry because I'm an Oregon dude. So Natalia Bryant, who is Kobe Bryant's daughter, she got into USC. And her mom got special Kobe's made, bought all the USC gear. I mean, just like a normal parent would. And here is Natalia Bryant being excited about getting into USC. Oh. Okay. Well, the video is not playing for some reason. Um, Well, she was like crazy excited about getting into USC. I mean, she was jumping up and down. She was excited. All of those things. Understandably so, like shouting, like, oh, my God. Like, you know, went in 100%. Went in 100%. And I was so happy for her, right? But then I thought, I know that this is cynical, and I should just be happy for the young the uh, young lady. But I'm like, okay, I'm assuming she's a good student, right? Assuming. I, for one, I know we shouldn't make judgments about people because we could be wrong, but this is Kobe Bryant's daughter. He's a high achiever. Her, her mom is kind of on it. His, their mom is kind of on it. I can't see a world where Kobe Bryant's daughters speak multiple languages. They seem like really good human beings and they're not good at school. Like, so like, you know. I can't see a scenario where that. So you you can call me crazy. I don't think that she's like, you know, the the parents who bought their way in with uh, bought their way in school. I don't believe that at all. 
But I, what I do believe is, is that when USC saw her transcript, which is probably pretty good, and her scores and all that, and they were like, oh, this is Kobe's daughter? <laughs> I don't think that they spent more than 30 seconds debating whether she was going to be in their school. Not even sure if they read her essay. This is USC. This is a school that, you know, there is some nepotism involved there. You can donate money. And, you know, they, they'll slide some kids through the, through the cracks for to, because they like the notoriety. They can say Kobe Bryant's daughter goes there. She's going to post it on her Instagram like she did. So is Vanessa. The school gets a lot of publicity from it. Private schools do this sort of thing all the time. So, like, let's not act like, you know, it, it's b- below board. But could she have gotten into USC all by herself? Absolutely. But I'm just saying because she's Kobe's daughter, I don't think that they spent any time on her application. They were probably like, okay, grades, great. Okay, Kobe. oh, snap, this is Kobe's daughter. Okay, should we, should we read her essays? Nah, good. She's in. I don't think there was any chance she wasn't getting in. That's, that was the whole point. Am I Reister or am I wrong? I'm probably Reister, but if not, absolutely leave a comment. Shoot me a text message, 818-293-7547, or an email, I'm mad at unafraidshow.com. Peace out. Catch you guys Friday. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.